How do you honor God? By doing everything to the glory of God. Not just not sinning, not just, okay, you don't steal from people, but by making good shoes. If we're going to talk about you were a new creation, that means everything has to change. Why does God not just, you know, bring people to heaven immediately after being saved? It's because there's stuff to do here. There's a point to all of this. And if we're Christians, we do it better, or at least in theory. But if we really apply the standard that's set in scripture, then we know that no one is good because no one is God. We serve a storyteller. We serve a, a God who has a perfect plan, a sovereign will for every moment of history. It's not about going into the world to make artists. It's about going into the world to make disciples. This is The Christian Artist, honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Caleb. My name is Connor. My name is Carly. We're here for another episode. This is episode 181 of The Christian Artist. And uh, this will probably be a little bit more of a serious episode. And I, so I, uh, a couple weeks ago, I had a, I, I, well, I tweeted a thread out um, about disability. Um, and based, just based on some things I was seeing on Twitter that kind of seemed concerning to me uh, and ended up having some pushback to that tweet, uh, that tweet thread and, and some good conversations as well. Um, but uh, I kind of want to, I, I, I looked at some of the conversation or the comments I was getting and was like, well, I could get into a long Twitter debate. But I think it might be better and more helpful to be able to just long form talk about it on The Christian Artist. And we weren't able to do it last week, but um, we're doing it this week and we're talking uh, about uh, uh, a Christian theology of disability. Um, and I'll also be talking about um, a Christian theology of singleness. Not that, not, not that those two things are the same thing, obviously, but um, there are some overlap in the way that um, Christian theology talks about trials and afflictions, um, specifically how Paul addresses them, uh, that I think will be helpful. And Connor, I'll, I'll count on you for for Bible references if if we as we go through this. Um, oh, oh, okay. Uh, just if yeah. you could, I don't know if you have the ability to like quickly look up a Bible verse. Um, yeah, I think so. But uh, that that would be helpful, I think, because I'm going to be going through this this Twitter thread stuff, um, and also my computer's <clears> being slow, so. Um, yeah, well, I just to kind of yeah. preface that with connecting uh, disabilities and singleness. I think people, um, Matt and I were talking about this just yesterday. I think people have, or especially in the Christian community, we uh, it seems like we can't um, compare two things any longer. Yeah, because and, it's, uh, it's like we're saying that they are the same thing, even though that's not what we're saying. We're just making analogies and drawing similarities across lines. Um, yes, that and I think people compare two things a lot and they have actually no relevance whatsoever. Um, and so I, I want to preface it with that of like very carefully listen to how we're comparing those two things and try not to make any assumptions. Um, and I think I think that's why this platform yeah. would be the best to have this discussion is because you have to listen to the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. um, you can't just read what Caleb tweeted last and argue with that. Um, you have to listen to the whole thing in order to hear the full argument. And I think if you do that, you'll understand how those two things coincide biblically um, and how they are different and that we're saying they are different. 
and then we're not comparing the two in a uh, one-to-one manner, but rather seeing how the principles set in scripture answer both questions. And if you answer, if you're answering the uh, problem of singleness and the problem of disabilities, or like I shouldn't see problems, even the this uh, topics, if you're handling those two things differently um, in terms of your biblical answer to that principle, uh, you're inconsistent. Um, and so listen to the whole thing and understand that there is a problem with the Christian culture right now, where we don't, we're not able to compare things correctly and accurately. So like, uh, I just wanted to preface it with that. If you're aware of that, hopefully that'll help this discussion. And so there is a, the, the reason this came up originally um, is that I was seeing a trend in, on Twitter, specifically in the realm of fiction, people uh, talking about, um, you know, disability in fiction um, and, and basically praising authors who don't treat disabilities, the characters with disabilities, um, that they, they don't treat those disabilities with um as like problems to overcome for their for the character or like a flaw that they have to solve by the end of the book or whatever and i i while i can certainly see um it would be tedious like say say for example you're writing fantasy and like every fantasy book you wrote someone had a disability and then they were magically healed from that disability at some point in the book i i can imagine that would be incredibly tedious and painful for a disabled person to read that when they have no ability to be magically healed from their disability right i can imagine those sorts of situations certainly are problems right where um because the the reality is people have disabilities and most of the time there is no easy fix right you can't just um, and even though modern science is amazing and wonderful and gets better every day, and that is one of the things I want to focus on today is is when we look at the Christian the- theology of disability and the way that relates to how we should view it, um, we have to take like science and the ability to help people with disabilities in mind and, and view it in the correct way or else we're going to be inconsistent. Um, obviously, there are just some some situations that you can't you can't be magically healed from um or you can't be healed at all from uh and that is obviously very painful that's obviously very distressing and when um something is framed for someone like you have to be able to get over this when they literally physically can't yes that is obviously bad we condemn people who would look down on someone like in that way uh, we we look down and we we are going to call out sin wherever we see it. If someone is is treating someone differently as if they aren't made in the image of God, they don't have respect, rights, um, uh, value, and worth because they're disabled. If anyone is doing that, they're in sin and they need to repent, or else they're going to face the the fires of hell in judgment of uh, a uh, holy God is going to pour out His wrath on them. That's serious. Um, you you you're not allowed to hate someone uh, in who's made in God's image, uh, and that's everyone, by the way. Um, but there is a another concern here, which is disabilities are objectively harder to go through, are harder, are objectively more difficult situations than someone who doesn't have a disability, right? Someone who can't use their legs objectively has, has a harder time in life because they can't, as opposed to someone who can use their legs. And I think it's if 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 that statement is labeled as ableist, 
as like you are you're discriminating against disabled people there's there's some disconnect somewhere that is leading you like that we can't be able we can't we can't go that that route we have to be able to look at the reality of the situation and say something that is factually true and be okay with that being factually true and not try to create an alternate reality where we can't say disabilities are bad things and and again i want to be incredibly clear here when i say bad i do not mean morally bad like someone who has a disability is morally worse than someone who doesn't because that's ridiculous obviously and not true um but it it's do we have something connor oh you look like you're gonna say something i don't know if you were yeah no i was i was just reaching to unmute myself um it's it's kind of like um childbirth after the fall mm. um yep. it's more painful so i think maybe um using the word bad is is why people have such a visceral reaction to it yeah um but uh childbirth isn't bad um it's, but it's harder now it's more painful now and so um somebody who has a mental disability um, their life is harder now. It's yeah. going to be more painful now because of that. And there's a direct correlation to their disability and uh, the their life, uh, the 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 um, difficulty of their right. life. Um, but they're not evil because of that. Uh, Eve wasn't evil because she was in pain now. Yeah. Um, it, in fact, because the the, the pain uh, was. Yeah. Well, yeah. Irrelevant. Yeah. Right. I get so, you're saying that. Um, th those we, Christians don't think in categories anymore. And I think that's helpful because we have so many uses for certain words yeah. all the time, like love. Yep. We use love in so many different um, facets. I think bad and good are around the same category. So um, I think if, if whenever we want to say bad in this context, we just say harder, mm -hmm. that might help people understand yeah. better without having a knee-jerk reaction to uh, shut us off. Yeah. And and so like... I don't know if that's helpful. No. I mean, one of the things, right, that is important to point out here is um, there are people in history who have thought that whether or not maybe morally bad isn't like the right term, but like who have thought um, people with disabilities are objectively worse people. Uh, in some, in various quantity, in various ways of, of of discerning that, and and we're talking about like Nazi eugenics, right? Um, people who think that people with disabilities should just be killed because they are not whole human beings, and so why even have them around, right? That is a despicable evil that will burn in hell for all eternity, along with all other sins, right? Yeah, that really gets into personhood theory too, and yeah. where you think the the start of a like a human person actually begins like aside from just biology, because a lot of people think that biology does not define the fact that you're a person. Um, but as Christians, we believe that if you're biologically human, you are a person created in the image of God. Yeah. Uh, so I think what I want to do right now is uh, I'm just going to read the original tweet thread um, that I tweeted out just so now that we've kind of have some some caveats and some distinctions made um, 
in in response to this kind of like growing trend that I'm seeing in fiction of basically authors um, and and people who read the fiction, right, saying like praising authors for not treating disabilities as things to be overcome, but rather as just like this is a hero with this disability. And I can't remember specifically how like the the tweet that I saw that like made me write the thread in the first place, how exactly it was worded, but it was worded in such a way that it seemed to like glorify uh, the disability in the sense that. Um, it wasn't seen as any as as objectively more difficult, and that somehow anyone who wrote about someone being able to deal with their disability in a better way in a story was bad and shouldn't happen, right? So someone you know has dyslexia and they get a a coach who helps them, you know, be able to to deal with that. Um, and and deal with the 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 problem that they have there. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe dyslexia wasn't the thing to use there because I don't actually know much about dyslexia um, specifically. Um, but you know, say physic. You know, someone who uh, got into an accident can't use their legs uh, and then needs slow physical therapy, right, to be able to return to the use of their legs. Um, the way the tweet, original tweet that I saw was framed, it would be like that would be bad and shouldn't happen in a story because that mean that means that the person who is disabled gets better by overcoming their disability as opposed to just accepting who they are. Uh, and obviously, there are, as I said before, there are times where that sort of story can be damaging, right? Um, someone who overcomes their disability in a way that's just not possible for a normal human being that can be disheartening to a lot of people. I, 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 I could. I, um, what's the way to say this? Uh, I'm sure that that could be very disheartening to a lot of people who are dealing with a disability that they can't just magically fix. Um, but that that this gets to a a problem where how are we actually viewing disability? Like fundamentally, what is it? And so I, I wrote this tweet that about it. Uh, and so I wrote, I honestly hate this weird anti ableism movement that glorifies disabilities instead of seeing them properly as bad things. Like, I get that it's unkind to look down on someone for, dis for a disability, but if we start viewing them as good or essential things to a person's identity, that's not only untrue, it's potentially damaging. Let people have true affliction and be able to look to God for joy and peace despite it and through it. This paradigm also minimizes breakthroughs in science that allow disabled people to be able to be enabled to function normally. And that is a glorious and wondrous thing that we need to be seeking for, that we need to be seeking for people, since it is quite literally a gift from God. This same thing happens with singleness. Singleness for the vast majority of people is bad. They want to be married or want to have sex, which means they should be married. And trying to glorify singleness and not just celibate service to God, which is a particular gift, is harmful to people who are going through an actual trial that they need to rely on God through. Don't treat bad things as good things or essential identity markers. That leads people to glorify something they ought not and to start looking at the good as an oppression instead of their trial as a true affliction. So. My main point in writing that, right, is I'm seeing an overcorrection, right? Um, I'm seeing an overcorrection where people who are understandably fighting for the rights of disabled people, for them to be treated with dignity and value and worth and respect, which is entirely commendable and good and right, and all Christians should be involved in that work. Um, but I'm seeing an overcorrection where um, people are not allowed to talk about the reality of what disabilities are which is an objectively more difficult and harder thing for someone to go through and something that if we have the power, we should help them 
escape from. We should help them to be enabled to be a more whole person, to be more um, enabled to live a normal human life, right? What well, like like a, a normal person who doesn't have a disability, a person who doesn't have to deal with that um, that trial or affliction, um, which is a part of the fall, right? Those sorts of things are part of the of the fall of uh, of our world. They aren't they they weren't originally meant to be a part of the human condition. And I think we can obviously see that because of the way Jesus treats them in the gospels. He goes around healing the sick, uh, the lame, the blind, the deaf all over the new Testament. And so if we're viewing this from the lens of scripture, um, disability is sort of something that God will and is currently through, through many different means um, getting rid of renewing someone who has that sort of thing. Um, letting them heal from it. Now, like all situations like this and like all trials and afflictions, that doesn't mean that we should say to a person, if you just have enough faith that you can be healed. Absolutely not. That is not what I'm saying. That is not what any of us are saying. And if if you hear a Christian say that, you laugh in their face because uh, that's despicable. Uh, You should not be saying that to another human being. Um, your faith is not the marker for whether or not you will be healed physically um, ever. Um, that is purely up to the sovereign will of God. Uh, and that is part of what we want to talk about here, right? Is viewing disability rightly helps us to be able to lean into the sovereign will of God in these situations, right? To be able to see these things as we ought and to trust God as we ought. And so when I see people, um, trying to basically, you know, in the same sort of way that um, race or sexual orientation or relationship status, that's why we're saying singleness. And that's why singleness is a part of this conversation. Um, when, when those sorts of identity markers are treated as this is who I am. And if I was not this, I wouldn't be me, which is I'm not saying is the way that all people in this situation are treating their disability. Certainly not. But there seems to be an overcorrection where I'm seeing people treat disability in such a way that this, it seems like this is a, um, a fair claim to make, right? Because of the way people are treating race and disability and uh, sexual orientation. It's, this is something that I am and I can't escape from it. Whether or not that is true in a like literal physical sense, right? Um, the way that you're viewing that reality is false. And, and what I mean by that is, say, say let's, again, we're using, using comparisons to explain this. Say we have someone who is um, who deals with homosexual attraction, right? Um, that is a propensity towards a ter- certain type of lust, right? A propensity towards the sin. Um, now, we can say about that person, yes, that is true about them. They have a, uh, a, a, uh, a propensity towards homosexual sin, right? They, they are uh, a sinner in that way. Like I am a sinner in a different way. Um, but that does not mean they are a gay person. And what I mean by that is that does not mean that they are innately and fundamentally gay in the sense that it is an identity marker that they cannot change, cannot escape from. Um, Ever, because I mean, I'm going to tell you one thing for sure. Um, in the resurrection, 
no one will be struggling with homosexual <laughs> lust or or even homosexual desire or attraction. Um, yeah, let's let's clarify yeah. terms there because yep. with homosexuality, um, you you take a passage like First uh, Corinthians chapter six, I believe, um, where it says uh, homosexuals will not inherit the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Um, adulterers, not inherit the kingdom of God, yeah. liars, thieves, all the uh, drunkards, uh, revilers, all these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. Yeah. You were washed, but you, you were made clean. Um, you know, how, how I've heard a lot of pastors, including like uh, Ray Comfort, explain that passage is what well, their identity is in sin, mm-hmm. right? Um, and if someone is saved, they are washed clean of their sin and they no longer are identified with that sin. Um, So it's okay to say, well, this person is a homosexual because that is the lifestyle of sin that they um, willingly participate in. Um, Whereas when somebody is a Christian, their identity is now found in Christ where it was found in the first Adam. It's now found in the second Adam. It was found in sin. And now it's found in obedience to God and love for his law. Right. So we can, we can say the word identity in these things. Um, but to say that I can't change my identity, that's the important thing we want to yeah. um, mm-hmm. talk about yeah. there because specifically because, because of the resurrection, is, right? That's what I, because yes. we're talking about disability. Yes. And and one thing I do want to make really clear, because I, I, as soon as you started talking, I realized how someone could take this a wrong way. We are not saying disability is a sin like homosexual you know, lust is homosexual desire and whatever, you know, that whole thing. Like, um, we're, we're not saying that like uh, mercy me did in their song. Perfect in their music yeah. video. Um, do you remember that? No, I don't. Uh, they had this, uh, I remember if it, I think it was mercy me. I'm pretty sure it was mercy me. Maybe I should, I should probably double check if mercy me is a song called perfect. Um, what do you remember from that though? Well, they had, a, they had a music video about it. Oh, flawless, not perfect. Oh, okay. It's called flawless. <laughs> Um, where they were talking about, um, uh, people who are broken and hurting and all this stuff. Um, but people are seen as flawless in Christ and, uh, they were showing people who had like cancer and who were struggling with blah, blah, blah. They also showed physically disabled people and mentally disabled people. Um, and now they're flawless in Christ. And I remember as soon as we saw that, you and I were both like, are they saying that yeah. uh, their, their mental disability is a sin? And now yeah. in Christ, they're forgiven of their sin of mental disability? Yeah, uh, That's a very terrible message yes. to be sending out. Uh, you got to be way more careful with that than yep. they were. We're, we're not, we're not trying to be versing me with the song flawless. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and again, I, what I, what I want to make very, very clear here is, is we are making comparisons on certain criteria. Not with this is none of these comparisons are meant to be at all encompassing. Every category of thought in each section is perfectly identical to the one mm-hmm. before it. What we are saying is in the same way that, um, as a Christian, our identity is found in Christ. So, so, uh, you know, in the same way, um, we identity is not a thing found in the created, um, especially in something like disability, which will be, um, 
renewed and healed in the resurrection, right? In the eternal state, yeah. you will not be disabled. Um, yes. Um, let, let's make this clear. Um, if since since people are being so sensitive about the issue, yeah. Well, you need to be willing to say that people that have mental disabilities and physical disabilities, they wouldn't have mental disabilities and physical disabilities if it weren't for sin yep. and the fall of uh, the world because exactly. of Adam and Eve's sin. Yep. Physical disabilities and mental disabilities are the direct result of Adam and Eve's sin and God cursing the world. And that, therefore, that those things happen. And therefore, a direct result of our sin as the human yes. race, our continued sin. But that is not to say that disability is a sin because it is not. Right. If anyone is saying that, they are sinning themselves. Right. Yeah. Or they're very disturbed. <laughs> yeah. Or they're, yeah, or they're very misled. Yeah, yeah. One of those. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, right. That That's kind of the, the point I'm, I'm mainly making here is um, identity obviously is something that is very shaped and changed by many different things right like uh, identity in is a term that can be used in a lot of different ways too but my, my main point talking about identity here is um when when you say for example um you know which is a response that i i got and i'm not i'm not going to read through a whole bunch of like the responses i got on, on this i'm not going to like ex, you know expose and i certainly aren't going to aren't um, I'm not going to like say names of people that I have conversations with about this, but I do want to talk about this in kind of more in generalities. Um, but one of the responses I got was, you know, like you're, you're not allowed Caleb to make a judgment call for whether or not something is a trait, like a character trait or a flaw for someone else. You know, speaking of disability, right? You can't, you can't decide if this is like a flaw that they need to overcome or a, or a trait that is just true about them. And, you know, so on and so forth. Connor, yeah. Just just let me say something about that real quick. Mm -hmm. Caleb's not deciding. I'm not deciding. Yeah. We're not deciding these things. Yeah. That's not that's not that's not a decision that we're making. We're appealing to scripture as our yeah. authority. This isn't our opinion on things. No. The Bible doesn't speak on mental disabilities directly. It doesn't use the terms that we have now uh uh, defined to define specific mental disabilities. Yeah. The Bible doesn't talk about those things. Yep. Um, but we know that these things are because of the fall. Yep. Uh, it is. It is that. Is, that is not something worth deciding, though. Yep. That's not something that uh, we're standing up as pastors on a pulpit and saying, "This is what I. This is my personal opinion about mental disabilities." That's that is completely irrelevant. Yeah. And, and that's why it's dangerous. That's why any ism nowadays is very dangerous to just label people as because you can basically get away because it, because the sort of culture we live in right now where uh, everything is about your personal experience, right? Like whether or not my personal experience allow, you know, where I think it's harmful, I think it's hurtful of you to say anything um, where you, you basically anyone who says anything at all about disabled people that a disabled person doesn't like they can say that's ableist because my personal experience is offended by that and again i don't i am certainly not trying to downplay or degrade or uh, look down upon any disabled person's experience or person 
them set like their their inherent person or or worth or value or anything like that whatsoever. We are speaking under under the authority of scripture about an objective reality of the universe, and that is disability is objectively harder. It is a cause of the fall, and it will be restored in the new creation. Those things being true, said said so by the creator of the universe, what follows, right? And that is that is what I want to to discuss here further. Um, and so I want to talk about affliction and trial. This is, I think, a re- so the I think the main reason I brought up singleness in this thread originally is because I was reading a book. Uh, you know, one of the things I do a lot of now is I, I read books as I edit the audio versions of them for Canon Press, the company I work for. Uh, and it was um, uh, Nancy Wilson talking about um, singleness. Um, and she was talking about, and I think maybe it was a podcast um, that she was doing, but one way or another, she talked about singleness and how um, if we refuse to call singleness what it is which is an affliction a trial right something that someone doesn't want to be true because as i said in this thread again um the majority of people don't want to be single and that is just something that's objectively true now i would gather to say that the majority of disabled people objectively don't want to be disabled now, what we're saying here, right, when we want to drill in on is if we try to create a system of thought, right, one that's based on our subjective experiences, one that is very inwardly focused where my experience gets to decide what is true or not true in, in my world, then someone saying, for example, within that system, um, this isn't bad. This is who I am. I and and anyone who says differently, anyone who says that um, what I am is a objectively more difficult thing for me and my life would be better if I wasn't in this situation where anyone who says that sort of thing is wrong and ableist and and being offensive or uh, looking down on me for even mentioning that sort of thing. If if that's the sort of system of thought we're going in. um you will never be able to read the scriptures that talk about affliction and trial and how we should deal with them rightly because you will not view your situation as a true trial because in an overcorrection to someone saying to you uh, you know in an over in a, in a right in a you know, there is a correction, a, a true correction to people looking down on dis- disabled people for who, you know, for for being disabled for uh, and, and and treating them as lesser or not having bearing the same worth and value that an image of God bearer should. Um, that is a, a right correction. You need to be able to say that's wrong and we should treat these people as human beings uh, with worth, worth, value and beauty. Um, but if you overcorrect correct and say anyone who defines disability or singleness or whatever it is right as an objectively bad and i and i say that in a objectively harder objectively more difficult objectively it would be better if you weren't like this way is being ableist is being offensive if that is what you're saying then you've just created something 
you just made something good, which is um something that could help you. Say say for example, you know, um, and I'm I'm kind of rabbit trailing here. I'm trying to gather my my specific thoughts about this. Um, you're you're turning something good and objective and true that can help you view this rightly into an oppression. And when you do that, you start to to look inward and you start to say, who I am is this disability. Um, and people who say that I should be, and, and, and right or wrong, obviously there are people who will say this in a very negative and mean fashion where um, it would be better, you know, if you weren't this way um, and who, who say it in, in such a way that they're blaming the person or whatever, right? Like, obviously that's wrong. But anyone who says anything like that whatsoever is suddenly an, op- an oppression, is suddenly not understanding my experience and not validating me as a person, even though what they may be trying to do is help um, and it help you to see an objective reality that you're not seeing. And I, I wish I could explain that more clearly and concisely. And maybe, maybe you or Connor or Carly, maybe you have better thoughts on, on what I'm trying to say here. Um, I feel like I'm going to circle a little bit there. Um, well, the one thing I keep thinking of in specifically how you've been explaining it um, as we've talked about it uh, before we started to record this um, is just that to try to say that something that was we know by scripture that this that a disability or an affliction is something that is caused by the fall um and we we know objectively as christians that it's going to be restored um in the resurrection then it's it's an affront to the resurrection of christ and the fact that he is going to resurrect all of us yeah to say that that's not a harder thing to deal with um, to say that that's not going to be restored or that um, it can't be restored or that, you know, you just have to accept it as part of your identity because it's part of your life here on earth. Um, that's not, that's not how scripture teaches us to view afflictions. Yeah. Um, we don't need to accept everything as our identity, especially if it's something that is, hard and is um you know not necessarily our fault um like disabilities because disabilities aren't necessarily the direct cause of that person's sin um they could be they could be if god decides to send judgment on that person for something they've done or Um, or more like where we can actually probably point directly because we as humans couldn't couldn't probably couldn't say um make a judgment on that case but like we could say someone who is incredibly stupid uh, and jumps out of an airplane without a parachute and then gets paralyzed from the neck down. Yeah. Yes. They are the direct <laughs> that, cause that of their disability, their right? Fault. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it would, it's just very insulting to the whole, like the death, the burial and the resurrection of Christ, because the resurrection was ultimately the display of what would happen to all of the saints um and and it's a picture of triumph over death and the effects of the fall and if we don't recognize that um i mean even if we do recognize that but then we still think that disabilities and 
afflictions are something that we have to assign to our identity. Um, those two things are inconsistent because you can't, you can't be um, being identified with your disability or affliction in such a way that you get so up in arms about anyone even suggesting that it's a hard thing that you're dealing with. Um, you can't be so aligned with it as your identity and also have a firm hope in the resurrection. And, and um, yeah, and I think the, I'm starting to get a clear picture of what I, I think I want to say here with, with that whole thing, because what what I'm saying here, and, and I feel like someone could say, well, that's not even what we're saying, right? But, but it is because the same people who were having this conversation with me were liking the tweets that I was seeing, which were basically saying people who write a story about a character who overcomes their disability are objectively wrong and they shouldn't. And they should let the person just have the disability and not treat it as a character trait to, to overcome, which, I, as I said before, could be the correct stance to take in certain situations, obviously. But if let's say a, a character, um, I mean, let, let's just let's 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 tr let's uh, use the uh, reductio ad, ad absurdum. Uh, I believe that's the right term there. Yeah. Um, let, let's Reduction say. Yeah. Right. Let's let's take that to its log logical conclusion. Let's say, yes, you are not allowed to treat a disability as a flaw to overcome. OK, we have someone who can't use their legs. They are laying on a mat, um, begging for, for their, um, uh, their money, right? As it was in Jesus's day. Or let's say, you know, this we're, we're this is a modern example, but let's say that that's what they're doing. They're doing some equivalent of that, right? Um, someone comes up to them and says, "Hey, I noticed that you're having this difficult time. I bought you a wheelchair. Is it ableist of someone to say that, to do that?" If, if the person looks at them and says, how dare you say that I can't, that I'm less of a person because I can't use my legs, right? That's, that's what we're doing when we, when we say anyone who points out disabilities are a objectively di more difficult thing that a person we bet we'd be better off without. If we can't say that, that's, that's the sort of ridiculousness that we're left with, right? Is, is saying that providing contact lenses or glasses to people who are visually impaired is ableist. It has to be under this system, right? And and, and then if, if someone's response is, no, 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 it has to do with the individual person, right? It has to do with their personal experience. You can't decide whether or not is a, it's something, something is a trait or a flaw for someone. They get to decide that. Okay, let's say there is someone who... Um, has decided that uh, they, um, well, yeah, let's just keep, keep going with the same example. Uh, they can't use their legs. Um, they're lying on the mat, begging for money, doing whatever they need to do to survive, right? Um, and let's say uh, they're in a part of town that is scheduled to be demolished. And let's say we're standing there and we see this happening. And we've already gone up to them with a wheelchair. They don't want it. And we're like, okay, I respect your experience. I respect that you don't want to feel um, like I am pandering to you or, or looking down on you because I'm trying to offer you this help. Um, 
then the 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 whole neighborhood's being demolished. Everyone else is left. This person is there because they can't leave. Uh, and you go up to them and say, I'm going to carry you away because this neighborhood's going to be demolished. And then the person looks at you and says, no, you're, I'm sorry, that's ableist. You're, you're offending me by, by saying that I, I'm lesser of a person because I can't use my legs. And you're like, no, I'm trying to help you to not die. That, that's where you have to take the logic. And, and what I'm, I'm not saying this is every situation, right? I'm not saying that's what every, every person is doing, but I'm saying if this is the standard, if the standard is my personal experience gets to decide whether or not something is a trait or a flaw and what you can do to help me about it, you know, what, what, what is acceptable in a way that you can re you can react to me or respond to me or interact with me uh, according to my disability. That's the sort of ridiculousness we're, we're left with. And, and obviously no human person with any decency is going to listen to the person, even if they're very offended. Right. And so taking it back to the realm of reality right and and not into absurdity this is what we're doing when we are are trying to ground our, our our what we're saying objectively in scripture and saying um disabilities are a objectively harder and more difficult thing for this person to experience and they would be better off if they didn't have the disability and then you say to them, and this is what scripture says about a situation such as yours. It says, rejoice when you encounter trials of various kinds. Um, it doesn't say to rejoice in the trial. It doesn't say to say, wow, isn't it so great that I can't use my legs? It's saying, but God is good and he is sustaining me even though I have this affliction, right? And if we can't apply that across the board in the same way to every affliction or trial, we're being inconsistent with our Christian faith if we're claiming to be Christians. Yeah. Yeah, we're not, um, like Connor said earlier, we're not trying to say that us as individuals are determining what an affliction is for someone. Um, we're also saying, we are saying that that person can't determine for themselves what that is to them because that's objectively laid out in scripture. Um, and that's the standard that we're appealing to and saying, look, we're not individually having an opinion on what your disability is. And we're saying you can't have an opinion that contradicts scripture about that. I, I th it's just very difficult for me to wrap my head around a Christian saying um, something that would basically like believing something that basically condemns Jesus as an ableist. Right. And, and it has to like, I, like, I'm sorry, like if this is the viewpoint, if the viewpoint is someone's objective, someone's subjective experience is the, the, the standard by which we judge whether or not we can uh, say whether or not something is, a, you know, objectively harder or more difficult, um, then Jesus was the ultimate ableist. He was yeah, constantly offensive to disabled people. Yeah, that's literally what my second year ASL teacher taught our class. Yeah, because um, we we talked a lot about deaf culture um, and you know what offends deaf people because it's a very different in a lot of ways it's not a, a bad thing for deaf people to have their own culture no, and different not. ways that they yeah. communicate um 
and different sensibilities like any other culture would. Um, but there are so many things that were said to our entire class that's basically like you cannot treat this person's deafness as if it is something that is, um, you know, harder for them to deal with than the fact that you are in death. Um, and that like, she literally talked about, um, how religious people tend to be ableist because, you know, Jesus healed the blind and the sick and, you know, that's where we get our model for what disabilities are. Um, and it was very, very messed up. Um, because I, like in my head, I knew, yeah, no, that's not the way that it's not the way that we look at disabilities as something that is, that makes a person less than, but it is something that makes their life more difficult than someone without a disability. And it's ridiculous to ignore that fact. Yep. It's comparable to, uh, the BLM movement where, um, we have to overcorrect because of the oppression against black people and say, you must celebrate black culture. We just got done with uh, black history month. And I was like, Oh, that's so nice. And I looked and saw it was uh, uh, women's history month. And I was like, Oh, here we go again. (laughs) And uh, you know, that's, uh, that's how people are treating this issue. And that's how people like handle the deaf community sometimes too, but it's, it's, um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's essentially a form of deception. Yeah. You're, you're trying to make things look not so bad so that people don't have to deal with the truth. They don't have to deal with the facts. They don't have to deal with reality. Um, and so you're supposed to help them not deal with reality by um, pretending it's not there. Yeah. Um, and like, and like you're yeah. saying, it's, it's not wrong for uh, deaf people to have a culture well, it's also not wrong for black people to have a culture. Yeah. yeah. It's not wrong that black people have uh, their own culture and their own way that they talk. I mean, quite literally. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, when the solution to oppression becomes, well, let's praise all black people for everything that they do. Yeah. Um, well, unless unless they're against the movement <laughs> or unless they yeah. vote for Trump, then yeah. they're not even black. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh that's that's people's solution is is deception it's just another way to deceive people um and then i think i think that whole this whole uh conversation has a really good application for christians in our current uh social and political climate is uh christians should be joyful I've listened to a lot of cross politic and the way that Toby Sumter puts it is militantly joyful. Yep. Yeah. And I love that idea. And that's, that's his, how Christians should be acting right now is they should be militantly joyful and walk into a store without a mask Yep. and have a gracious and humble response when uh, people tell them, Oh, so you don't believe in the pandemic. You're not going to virtue signal. Um, and, and Christians should be like, no, I'm, I'm not going to and smile when they do it. Yep. And, um, Christians should act like, uh, they love life Yeah. because they should, because they're Christians and because they're saved, not because we love the pandemic, 
not because uh, we love COVID-19, not because we love the Biden is president, not because we love uh, our circumstances, but because we know who Christ is. We have been saved by Christ. He is redeeming us. He is sanctifying us. He's going to win. We're post-millennials, right? Jesus Christ has all authority in heaven and on earth. He is reigning right now, and he is steadily defeating his enemies, and he is going to make the whole world new, the power of the Holy Spirit, enabling his people to go forth and uh, disciple the nations, baptize them, and uh, teach them to obey everything that God has commanded, right? We should be very militantly joyful as Christians because of those facts. But we shouldn't be we we shouldn't be trying to pretend like we're happy in spite of the circumstances. We should actually be happy. We should actually yeah. be happy just about different things. We're not happy about the circumstances yeah. we're in, but we're happy because of the overarching plot that God uh, that we know God is in charge of, that He is sovereign over, and that He is going to do something amazing through it. Yeah. And we're confident in those facts, and we're joyful about those things. And that's I mean that's exactly um, how Paul acted in prison. Um, he was rejoicing um, because his chains were bringing about the furtherance of the gospel. He wasn't happy he was in prison, but he was happy about the fact that the gospel was going forth because he was in prison. And those are two different things. And so um, people who have disabilities, so let's, let's kind of bring that back there, right? People who have disabilities uh, should live joyfully, mm-hmm. not because they're disabled, but because they know that Jesus Christ is king yep. and that one day he is going to um, heal them of their affliction. Yeah. Right. Like uh, they, they should not be rejoicing in their identity of their affliction. They should be rejoicing that they have uh, uh, like, like um, uh, how the apostles rejoiced after they were beaten for the name of Christ. Yep. They weren't rejoicing because they were beaten. They were rejoicing because God was glorified. And that's how disabled people should look at it as well, is they should be glorifying God that God is glorified through their affliction. They should not rejoice because of their affliction. And, and, and you, you, they shouldn't, shouldn't be, and, and again, we're saying this and, and I think I just want to make it really clear. I just absolutely reject the system of thought that says only someone who's gone through a thing can have an objective opinion about it when, when scripture talks about it, right? Scripture talks about trials and afflictions. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure that not being able to use your legs is a trial and an affliction, right? It has to be objectively by the standards set out in scripture and because Jesus treated them as they were, as if they were, right? So if that is true, then then what follows and what we just said follows, right? We're not like, but but I know the response to this it, for, for a lot of people is, but you don't understand what it's like to be a disabled person. No, I do not. But I also know uh, n- several disabled people uh, stories of disabled people who have the very opposite viewpoint from the people who are saying these things. Uh, so there you go. We can just point at them, <laughs> right? The, 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 we can't play that game. We can't play the game of my subjective experience is the thing that determines reality. What determines reality? The God of the universe who spoke reality into existence. And, and that's how you get the BLM movement. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, you get critical race theory. Because we have to go talk to the black people to figure out what to do. And uh, God's word rejects that idea with 
two verses, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. Scripture is sufficient for the Christian life. Yeah. All scripture is God breathed um, and is useful for proof for uh, training and for correction. For the Christian, they can live in a way that glorifies God. They, 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 scripture equips them for everything that they need in order to glorify God, in order to, to live a Christian life. And so as soon as we say, yes, you need scripture and you got to go talk to black people. Um, our standard for holiness is not wisdom. Yeah. Our standard for holiness is scripture. And we call people wise when they base their standards off of scripture. Yeah. Wisdom comes from God's word. You don't say we have to go glean wisdom from the black people. Uh, that's, that's uh, relativism. That's, yeah. It's, that's it's like, Cause what if I, what if I go talk to, a, to an African American community and they tell me, yeah, what we need is to um, steal money from white people and give it to us. Right. Okay. Well, what does scripture have to say about that? Oh, stealing is wrong. Okay. Yeah. Right. There you go. <laughs> right. Like you, what's the objective standard of all these things? It is scripture. Uh, and right. if you, if you, if you are calling yourself a Christian, that is your objective standard too. Um, so one thing I wanted to mention too, uh, about this is you, you mentioned post-millennialism. You mentioned the, uh, the fact that God wins in history. Um, Jesus Christ is making all things new. He's reconciling all things to himself. Uh, that, doctrine has very particular relevance to disability um so there are multiple passages in isaiah that talk about uh the millennium that talk about um what it's going to be like as christ wins the world and you know what happens things get better the world gets better science gets better people live longer hey i wonder if that has happened in this world yes it has and you know why because of christians because of God and because of Jesus Christ through his people making all things new. Do you know why wheelchairs exist? Because of Jesus Christ. Do you know why medicine exists? Because of Jesus Christ. Because Christians who believed Jesus Christ went out into the world and said, this is bad. This is objectively harder for people to live like this. What can we do to help them? What can we do out of Christian love and kindness and obedience to God? And follow after the great physician and make these people more whole. How would, how would we handle um, if these mental disabilities could be healed like something like a deaf person can be healed? Uh, if, if, uh, there are plenty of uh, people who um, are deaf that it's not irreversible and they can go and they can have a procedure done so they can hear. Um, would you tell that person for, for the people who are, you know, about the ableist movement, right? Would you, would you go and tell that deaf person? No, 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 no. You got to stay deaf. This is a part of your identity. This is a part of who you are. Um, God, there are, God literally is literally people who will say that. Really? Yes. I, I learned a lot about that in, in my ASL classes. Just, there's a lot of stigma around, um, if you are part of the deaf community, because you've been deaf your entire life. And then you want to get like a cochlear implant to actually hear like you're, you're basically switching the culture that you're in and it's you're, very you're looked down upon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what happened yeah. to unity? Yeah. What happened to um, all races, all nations coming to Christ, um, every tribe, every nation, every tongue coming to Christ and being unified under the same banner. 
um, what happens to what, what happened to Joe Biden's inauguration speech? Let's let's be unified as America. Uh, what happened to these these standards that everybody loves that the Christians should love? The first thing I said, right? What happened to the standard that the liberals should love over here with Biden's speech? What happens to unity? What what is unity according to what standard? Yep, it, it's the biblical standard. Um, this is something I've been finding uh, very irritating with the Christian community around everything politically right now. Yeah is we're just saying, well, our banner is under Christ. So you can be of, of any political opinion or spectrum, and it doesn't matter. You know, come to Christ. We're, we're under the banner of Christ, so you can believe whatever you want about politics. Is Jesus Christ not king over politics? Yeah. Is Jesus Christ not king over disabilities? Um, is, is, is Jesus Christ not king over everything? Um, and if we believe that scripture is sufficient for everything the Christian needs, um, and we have the command in first Corinthians one 10 to be unified in the same judgment and opinion, what, what happens to all of that? Where is the theology, um, that deals with first Corinthians one 10, where is the theology that deals with, uh, every tribe, every nation, every tongue coming together under the banner of Christ? It doesn't say um, it doesn't say every political uh, opinion comes under the banner of Christ and stays the same. Uh, that it's not that's not the gospel. Uh, that's not that's not the Christian life. The Christian life is about sanctification. What what happens to all of these things? All of these verses? All of these standards? They're just thrown out because you feel bad. For disabled people. And so you don't want them to feel bad by saying it's a bad thing to be disabled. Not a not a, a, a an immoral thing, but it's harder when people are disabled. Um, it, it is a result of sin. Well, yeah. You are not willing to say that because you're worried about how people feel. Yep. Because your standard is people's emotions and not scripture. Right. Not that and people's emotions why, don't matter because they right. do, but they matter in as much as scripture says that they matter. Right. And if, and if like, what is kindness? It's whatever scripture says kindness is, right? Scripture, kindness is telling the truth to people. Like, I, I, obviously, it would be really mean to go up to someone and then just start harassing them and, and constantly saying, like, being disabled is bad. Being disabled is bad. Being disabled is objectively harder for you. Duh, of course, everyone knows that, but that's yeah. not what people are doing, right? What, 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 the only thing I said in my thread was I see an overcorrection here and it's, it's one where God is not glorified and disabilities are. And the responses I got were, they didn't go back to scripture. They, they, there was a lot of people who call themselves Christians who didn't use scripture as their authority in discussing these things. Their authority was experience their authority was feelings their authority was emotions um and i love all of these people the the people who commented i love those people they're, they're all really they're they're, they're nice people <laughs> right they're they're people that i love and i follow on twitter and i really appreciate a lot of the things they say um but we are if we call them call yourself a christian your standard is the word of god and when and when you say something that makes jesus a sinner 
something has gone wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I really like bringing it back to that point of when Jesus healed people, mm-hmm. um, what was he doing? He like, didn't, he didn't ask, theology right? That's, that's the main healing. thing. Like it, I, I could see someone coming to that and making an argument if, if, you know, let's say like, well, you know, maybe he asked everybody individually and made sure that they wanted to be healed before. No, he didn't. But you could say, you could say maybe he did. Um, but if, but I if think there are several situations that are objectively clear. He didn't. Right. No. Well, well. Here, here's the point. Right. You can't say, well, maybe he did. Yeah. And then base a theology yeah, right. act in thinking yeah. you're acting in obedience and condemning everybody who doesn't do this. Yeah. Because well, maybe Jesus did this. Yep. You can't. You cannot base any type of theology off of that, especially not when you're condemning other Christians for acting differently. Yeah. You can't mm-hmm. base a theology around well, maybe Jesus did. Mm-hmm. It's like saying um, David raped Bathsheba. And making a whole theology about that, it, it, that doesn't, it doesn't matter. That, that is not in, that is not in scripture. Uh, yeah. If you want to say that that happened, well, that that's your opinion. And, and make an, and you can make an argument for it and make a case. But if you, if you're right. basing other Christians obedience to scripture on your yes. opinion about one particular passage. That's called being dogmatic. Yeah. That's legalism. <laughs> yes. That, yes, that's legal. That's exactly what the Pharisees did. Exactly. They, 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 <laughs> they took laws and they changed them or they took, or, or they just made up laws and they said, obey these things. And uh, that's why when Jesus condemned the Pharisees, uh, he called them legalists because they weren't obeying the law of God. <laughs> yep. Um, I think one last thing I want to say before we wrap up here is just like kind of explain a little bit more about, I think the reason I brought up singleness as part of this Um, and that is I've seen a lot of the same attitude in single people, right? Uh, the, and the attitude being anyone who says that being single is a bad situation and one that you want to change or that you should want to change or or whatever. infers that being in a relationship is better. Or yeah, it infers being in a relationship is better, um, is, is looking down on single people and treating them unkindly. Uh, and no, that's not true. Um, do you know what God said when um, he created Adam? He said, it is not good for man to be alone. And then he created a wife for him. And I'm sure you can make an argument about like, no, no, no. It's just community he's talking about. No, that's not. That's not what's happening there. Well, what was God's solution? Exactly. His, his solution wasn't to, cre- to create a bunch of people for him to hang out with. His solution oh, yeah, to he had his, to do that on his own. Exactly. He had to make those babies. <laughs> yeah. Right? His solution I mean, was he to, had to have a wife. <laughs> exactly. His solution was to give him a wife. Um, which means fundamentally, and, and the, we can see this all throughout scripture. Um, everything backs this up. It is not good for man to be alone. The cure for loneliness in that way, right? The cure for the loneliness that everyone has. Uh, except for very particular, specific people, God has gifted with the gift of celibacy, which is a very particular thing that scripture talks about only briefly. Uh, everyone else, get married, right? And stop whining about being single, single in the sense that like, you know, all these married people are looking down on me because I'm not single. Um, just no, stop, stop. A view, a view view your life and your situation through the objective reality of scripture. Guess what? Being single sucks. 
accept that there. but but do it in such a way that scripture says right uh, when you rejoice when you meet trials and afflictions of various kinds and do it in such a way that you are glorifying god not for your situation but through it right it sucks to be single almost all people want to be married and and not also as i said in here even the people who don't want to be married they want to have sex which means you have to, you got to be married to have sex so you want to be married you should want to be married um so and, and and my my point in bringing this up again is the attitude is similar to of people who say anyone who says to me being a being single is a trial being single is an affliction um and then try to help me get out of that situation right by you know teaching me what god's word has to say about being a godly man who will be attractive to a godly wife so on and so forth you know whatever it is um that's not oppression they're they're obeying scripture and you should be obeying scripture too right viewing again going back to disability viewing disability rightly is obeying god viewing disability in the sense that this is a bad thing that has happened to me this is a bad thing that is true about my situation it is more difficult for me to be disabled it would be better if i wasn't and then saying even though i don't expect god to instantly heal me or whatever I am going to one rejoice through this affliction to, you know, well, I guess one accept that it isn't an actual affliction. It's a bad thing that has happened. That is in my situation Two, rejoice through that affliction. And three, if you can seek to make the affliction like to, to overcome it, to, to, and, and I don't say that in the sense that you should be feel pressured if your physical disability is, it's impossible, right? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying for us as a Christian community, part of being post-millennial, part of being a Christian, part of being a Christian who believes God's word, Jesus is reconciling all things to himself. Jesus was the great physician. He wanted to heal people. If there is a way to help people with disabilities to not be disabled anymore, we should not see a wall of people's perceived slights or experiences and then say, well, I can't do anything. I can't treat this as the objective reality it is. When I say this stuff, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying, um, uh, you know, disabled people, they have uh, objectively more difficult experience, so we should look down on them. What I'm saying is uh, uh, disabled people have an objectively worse experience, so we should lift them up, right? And if your system of thought, if your ideology conflicts with that Christian duty of healing the sick, something is desperately wrong with your ideology. So anyway, all I have to say, God is making all things new. We all be resurrected. And uh, you Christian who are dealing with an affliction or a trial, you will not have that in the eternal state. God will heal that. God will, will, will make that new. He may not do it in this life, but knowing that he will is a very, very, very important part of understanding who you are in Christ and what your disability is in Christ. There you go. Any other comments or thoughts before we close out here? I specifically for the discussion that we've had on singleness, I 
will heartily recommend Sheologians, one of their recent episodes, which is titled Marriage Will Save You, um, which is a not a title That's that they a actually believe, title. but they're talking, yeah. yeah, they're talking, yeah. they're talking about uh, specifically this, this topic of yeah. um, marriage and singleness and nice. the fact that marriage is normative. Yeah. Um, I believe they also have an episode called Marriage is Normative. <laughs> uh, marriage will save you not from sin yes. and the wrath of God, but yeah. marriage will save you from uh, loneliness. And, and sexual uh, morality. Yeah, sexual and, and that's the, that's, that's that's the angle they're taking yeah. on that. Yeah, it's not, it will actually provide you with salvation um, because right. that's what people accuse them of. Instead, right. they're saying marriage will save you from a lot of things, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I listened to that episode recently. I've been, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, I have a lot of time on the road and when I'm delivering packages, so I listen to a lot of the podcasts. So <laughs> lots of sheologians, lots of... Uh, cross politic uh, cross politic yeah yeah uh some crow inquisitors whenever you get the episodes out hey, new episode. it takes you a while new episode i know i'm out. looking forward to yeah. it tomorrow anyway there you go that's the christian artist a little bit heavier this time um i hope that's that good. made sense i hope that clarified some things um if you i mean you can always write in comments uh talk to us about this uh i mean just on the video itself uh or obviously you can tweet us at Christ underscore art underscore show. Um, you can find us on facebook.com slash Christian Artist Show or at our website at christianartistshow.com. Um, I mean, if you have more thoughts on this, please let us know uh, and we can do a follow-up or uh, honestly, it would be interesting if, if someone um, really wanted to dig into this further and maybe would go on disagree with me um, and talk, yeah, talk to me say, further about uh, disability. That. that would be a lot of fun um that'd be a good good conversation it's so fun to have a direct outlet to yeah. send people that disagree with us on this podcast i know like, right? yes if you want to talk about it more we have another podcast for that exactly. <laughs> yep cool stuff all right we're out see you later